0: A loving church, a loving church. I've been, a, I've been in church all of my life. Um, I'm a church. I'm a church baby. I'm a church boy. I'm a church teenager. Uh, I'm a church adult. Uh, you take me out of the church, and I'm like a fish out of water. Um, I love the Lord. I love the Lord's church. I love the Lord's people. Um, And I'm grateful that um, Jesus Christ died for the church. Um, I'm glad that um, the church is built on Jesus. I really am. And upon this rock, I'll build my church. That's what Jesus says Acts chapter two is a it's a long chapter to read um, not really long but it it it's fluid it it flows Pentecost uh, the, the Holy Ghost shows up and um, Peter gives his speech because they think that uh, the disciples are are, are drunk on wine and and peter says now we're drunk but not drunk as you suppose folk are converted then certain things starts to happen that describes the lord's church in verses 41 through 47 The Lord's Church is fine, and it will be fine, even in um, post-COVID. Um, the Lord's Church will be fine because the church is not built on any human; it's built on on Jesus Christ. Um, I do believe that we have to become more inter- innovative. And how we operate in the Lord's church. And the church gets a bad rap. But to be honest, the church is fine. The issue is not the church, it's the people inside of the church. Um, and the church has taken a hit um, recently. Even before COVID, people had slacked off in going to church, and, you, and and you have that that sect of people who talk about organized organized church, the organized religion, et cetera. And if and if you're honest tonight, people just don't have the same commitment to the church as they used to. And here is the reason why. The reason why people don't have the same commitment to the Lord's church is because in totality, people don't have the same commitment to God the way they used to have. And one of the things is people have become so smart. They've become so smart until they're stupid in some cases. Always trying to, to deduce from cause to effect what's wrong with the church. And one of the problems with the church is the church has gotten away from Jesus, I believe. We like to do a whole bunch of stuff. And in that stuff that we do, the question is where is Jesus Christ in all of this stuff? Have we pushed Jesus to the side to become more attractive to people? Um, but this is my this is my this is my broadcast, this is my commentary and you don't have to like it. You can feel free to go somewhere else honestly tonight. Um, because you cannot be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. And not be faithful to the Lord's church. Because the church is the bride of Christ. And Christ gave his life as a ransom for the church. That's how much Christ loved the church. So for you to say, I love God. I love Jesus. I'm led by the Holy Ghost. But I ain't thinking about church. you got this thing totally twisted. And clearly you don't read the Bible. As confusing as Paul is at times in his writings, he is clear on that, that Christ, that, that that husbands ought to love their wives, he says, as Christ loved the church. And Christ gave everything. Christ gave his life. Christ gave his blood. Christ gave all he had for the for his church, for his bride. And so how dare we talk about how much you love God, how much you love Jesus, but you but you're not gonna really fool with the church. And part of the problem is, is people who who want church to be better, but they aren't willing to sacrifice to help it become better. It, it's easy to criticize from the sidelines of what the pastor should be doing, what the people should be doing, how the money should be spent, what the ministry should be doing, what leadership should be doing, while you sit by with your arms folded, mouth twisted, eyes rolling, doing nothing. And so the church is fine. What the issue is, it's the people inside of the church who um, make the church look twisted. And the church really is a loving place. And like any other institution, whether it's police, whether it's um, hmm, your co-workers at work, you got some silly, crazy people wherever you go. You got silly people at your job, but you ain't quit. You got folk at your job and your family who hurt your feelings, but you ain't changed families. You ain't quit. And oftentimes we we like to um, judge the whole church by one group of silly people. You, you come across one person, now you want to quit. You get your feelings hurt one time, now you want to quit. Something happened you don't like, one time now you want to quit. But here's the whole thing. You you ain't quitting on, on the church or quitting on on Jesus. Because what you going to do? What you going to do? You going to go from church to church? From preacher to preacher? Because you're looking for something that you can't give. You're looking perfection when you are unable to even give Perfection. So now you become this great grand church critic, and yeah, there, there are there are humans in church who has, who has given, watch this, and people say it. There are people in church who give the church a bad name. You can't give the church a bad name because the church belongs to Jesus. Those people give themselves a bad name. Unfortunately, immature people paint a picture as if because one or two people mess up and do certain things, then the whole church is bad. If you got one silly dummy in your family, does that mean the whole family dumb and silly? If you got one racist in your family, does it mean the whole family is racist? If you got one thief in your family, does it mean the whole family is a thief? You can't judge the Lord's church based upon one preacher, one pedophile, one adulterer, one thief. One, I mean, hell, it's people mess up. And that's the problem because you make people your God. And I get it. People need to protect their witness. But guess what? Everybody in church has the proclivity to do anything. And the problem is, you make these people your heroes and your gods, and they should not be your god or your hero. My my pastor wouldn't do this. You don't know what I do, because I probably do. I probably would do it, and I probably would enjoy doing it, and probably would do it again. So don't tell nobody what I wouldn't do, because you don't know me like that. Don't put me on no pedestal. I'm flesh and blood like you are. Stop putting. People in church and making them your heroes, and now when they mess up and fall and and, and fall and get in some foolishness, now you mad with you mad with God, you mad with the entire church why because your eyes was not on the person it should be on, and that's Jesus Christ get your eyes off me, you get your eyes off the preacher, get your eyes off mother so and so and deacon so- and so and put your eyes on the person it should be on, and that's Jesus Christ. The church is fine. The church is fine. Especially for black America. It is is black America. It it, it is the church that that brought us through Jim Crow and civil rights. It is the church that established us in the civil rights movement. We, We can't And here is the problem, too. The problem is also that you people, and I'm saying you people, and I'm pointing my finger at you, you people, you people who are part of the church, the problem is two things. You are guilty of talking about the church, and you are guilty of not defending the church as you should, because here's the problem. Ain't nobody outside the family going to talk about the family. I believe that now. Now, we may have our issues up and down, but ain't nobody outside the the church going to disparage the Lord's church in my presence. You're not going to do that. You're not going to do that. I remember several years ago when Dr. West was, um, I think he received a, uh, uh, some kind of a war from the National Action Network by uh, in New York with the Reverend Al Sharpton, and uh, Bill Cosby got up before him, and um, and Magic Johnson was there as well, and uh, Bill Cosby talked about the church awful, and of all people, Irvin Magic Johnson got up and said that he was a product of the church and that he was who he was because of the church. And Dr. West said, I ain't let nobody outside of the church talk about the church. And see sometimes you hurt the church's witness by quote unquote being a Christian in the church member but yet you go to beauty shops barber shops, nail shops uh, clubs, salons uh, wherever else you hang out and you disparage the church talk about the preacher talk about the past, talk about the people and then pivot and say okay listen what you doing Sunday we are having family and friends day you can't, come. really? really? And the point tonight is that the that that this church, this modern church, needs to go back and um look like the church in Acts chapter 2. Because in Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 42, you'll discover guess what? They love the Lord. Yeah. 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 They they actually they loved the Lord. They, they, loved, they loved the Lord. Yeah. Now, how do we know this? Because the text says so those who welcomed his message were baptized. And that day, about 3,000 persons were added. Here it is. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread, to the prayers. Here is, here is when you know people love the Lord. They get excited about the word of God. Now, I'm going to say something here, and, and, and I get it. I'm going to offend some people, some of you forward-thinking people. I'm going to offend you, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The word of God is the foundation to every church. I don't care how good the music is. I don't care how how kind the people are. It is the word of God that transforms lives. How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall he preach unless he be sent? Well, I'm going to say they because I believe in female clergy, Paul was Paul was sexist. Um, <laughs> yeah, Paul was sexist. I, be, I believe in female clergy, um, and for you sisters who 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 preach and who want to preach, uh, if God called you to preach, you don't need nobody else's permission. Just go and do what God told you to do. Um, they 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 enjoyed the word not not a hoop not a holler not a yank not modulation not 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 antics in the pulpit not shake nobody's hand not hug them and shake them and rock them and rock them and shake them they enjoyed the taught, explained word of God. Now, I'm all for the hoop. I'm all for the yank. I'm all for the modulation. I'm all, hey, bruh, sis, if your soul is happy and the Holy Ghost is there, shut that thing down till you feel better. But before you shut it down, say something first. And in the words of my dear late sister, Dr. Kimberly, credit, before you touch your neighbor, touch that text. Touch the text first. And here is the sign of a mature church. You listening? Here is the sign of a true mature church who love the word of God. They shout even if Reverend can't close, they shout and go in. Even if Reverend can't tune up and crank it, even if he don't sing before he preached and after he preached, if he makes sense of the word of God, if she makes sense of the word of God, somebody going to say, did not our hearts burn within while the clergy of God spoke to us by the wayside? And some of you can't shout that because all you all, all you want is antics. You you want you want and you any church that is quiet during the meat of the sermon and the meat of the lesson, and then when Reverend's voice changes, then they shout and stand up and holler and run. That's a church you might want to run from. Because they are spiritually immature, they are on milk, they are on cotton candy, and they are destructive. This church was loving because this church loved the word of God. And there are times I deliberately, at Lion Unity, don't close on Sunday morning because I don't want the folk who I teach and shepherd to think, the only time I preach good is when I'm, is when I'm closing. Because I preach good every Sunday, whether I close or not. If, I, if, if I'm up there, I'm talking about something. You ain't got to like it, Cause maybe because you don't like me, but I'm talking about something. You know why? Because I love the word of God, and I pray that the people who I lead and teach love the word of God. I don't care if it's charles stanley charles stanley gonna sit there he ain't gonna move but guess what charles stanley gonna touch that text do i make sense the loving lord's church loves the word of god minus performance you know why You need to love the word of God. Excuse me. Because the preacher's antics ain't going to hold you when life gets rough. Shaking your neighbor's hand, holding your neighbor's hand, shaking them and rocking them and high-fiving them. That ain't going to hold you when death come knock on your door. When money gets short and friends forsake you and best friends lie on you and, and cut your throat. Church pulpit calisthenics ain't gonna sustain you, but if you've been taught the word of God, come hell or high water, you can survive because you, because the preacher, your teacher, has rightly divided the word of truth. But the problem today is, and Paul would line the problem is folk today. And, and this is why some preachers do what they do because folk today don't want to hear sound doctrine. They want to hear feel good, tickling, uh, uh, make me feel good, don't learn me nothing, don't put my BS in my face. Don't talk about my sins, my my shortcomings. Don't, 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 don't. No, just make me feel good. Inspire me. Tell me how I can get rich, how I can get a Bentley, how I can sell money and get, and, and get a bigger house. Just, just tell me how I can get more stuff, how I can get a man, how, how I can get a boo, how, how I can live longer, how, how, how I can lose weight. Itching ears. Don't want to hear. All, 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 they want to hear is how to get more. Cause guess what? All, all, all you want to hear is it's your season. It ain't your season. It can't be all about them at the, at the same time. We all, we all ain't to get rich. We all ain't gonna be in the Bentley. And stop dummying down God's word because you are immature. I'm trying to make sense tonight. The Lord's church is a loving church because they love the word of God. That's what the text says, man. That's what it says. They welcomed this message. we baptized. And 3,000 people got saved. But guess what? Here it is, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. Here it is, church. If you just devote yourself to the word of God on Wednesday and Sunday or on Tuesday on Sunday or on Thursday and Sunday, whenever your reverend had Bible study, if that's your diet, you are immature. See, church is good when you know what reverend talking about. See, if you don't read the Bible, you're being a false witness. Now, true enough, maybe you ain't read the whole thing and, you know, I get that. But you need to have a devotional life. You need to spend time in the word of God, not just when I teach you and preach to you, but if you are reading and praying seven days a week, then when I do teach you and preach to you, then the Holy Ghost will illuminate will will illuminate your spirit, and you can receive what God is saying through me. They love the Word of God, and I've had members say to me, you know, before COVID, Reverend Pastor, past, you know, when when you go out to somebody else's church, man, you preach hard. And you shut it down, but at Lion's Unity, man, you just you you just teach us and sit down. I teach you because you don't know nothing. And and the problem is you want to shout, but why are you shouting? It is my job as the under shepherd and the pastor to teach you. Now, yeah, sometimes that thing get good, and we 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 go, we go, we 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 go. But I want you to know, even if the teacher or the preacher never raised their voice, if they are diligent in their study, integrous to the text, that's sound biblical teaching. Jesus wasn't no hooper, wasn't no organ behind Paul. Paul ain't have no drama and no bass. At the, as a matter of fact. When you read Corinthians, the folk didn't even like Paul's preaching. They preferred Peter. They said Paul was too lofty. He he was academic. He was a good writer, but he really wasn't a good preacher. They liked Peter because Peter was uneducated down home and country. which is the word to the preachers tonight. Don't get caught up in who liked you, because guess what? They gonna forsake you as soon as the new hot thing come along. Preachers have seasons. Amen. They liked the word of God. They loved the word of God. Amen. But secondly, when you read verses 42 through 46, guess what, y'all? They loved one another. Yeah, they did. Because 42 says, at the end, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. Let me just stop right there and then I'll keep going. Fellowship, pononia, togetherness. They actually had they enjoyed being around each other. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes church people make it hard to be in fellowship with a man. Cuz you got to be on a level of maturity cuz uh cuz I'm sure it was some messy folk there too cuz you can't never have 3000 people and don't have no fools in the audience. You know, everybody in that group wasn't mature. Here's the thing about being a Christian. You just can't like who you like and love who you love. That's why Jesus says being a mature Christian is loving people who don't love you and having to minister and uh, deal with and fellowship with people who you know don't really care for you. That's one of the hardest things to do As a, if I can be transparent right now. That's probably one of the most hardest things as a pastor there is to do. That you know this person has sabotaged you, can't stand you, and, and, and you, got to, you got to suck it up and go to the hospital anyway and pray for them. You got to laugh and smile and do your job. And God does that for different reasons because he's trying to mature all, and not just to preach it because some of you, you, we put this off on Revan, but this ain't just about Revan, you too. You, you, you got to learn to love the sister who, who sung your song and took your solo and sit in your seat and talked about your sister. They loved each other. And one of the issues is we say we love each other and we're you and we so guilty of this nomenclature, this, this church cliche foolishness. I love you and you can't do nothing about it. You don't even like that woman. Don't lie in the Lord's church. Just don't say nothing. Reverend can't make you say it. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor I love you. You can't do nothing about it. And there you know, I love you and now you can't just just don't just look right ahead like any hand it's better to do that than to lie don't lie because the lord might kill you in church don't lie they loved each other they had a good time fellowshipping and breaking bread usually the best time church folk get along is when they eat It's it's in the text. The text says they fellowshiped and they broke bread together. They were eating. Because usually when your mouth full, you can't talk foolishness. You're talking about pass the chicken, pass the wings. And that might be the problem. Maybe we don't love each other because, watch this, we don't really know each other. And part of the fellowship was to help people get to know each other. See, the problem with church is you don't know people. You know what you hear. You know what is said. And usually what's said is said by folk who don't like them who can't stand them, or they've lied, or it's a half-truth, and they've added to the to the story. Do I make sense tonight? They love each other. They got to know each other. And sometimes when you get to know people, you know, okay, I can't fool with her. Oh, I like him. Mm, she a little iffy. let's be honest you're not gonna like everybody at your church it's impossible everybody gonna like you it's impossible and stop waiting on folks to like you just do what you've been called and commissioned to do but it is your Christian duty to be kind to people, even those who weren't kind to you, and that's tough. That's hard. It's really difficult to do. They love. They they fellowship, y'all. The text they fellowship. They broke bread. Watch this, and they prayed together. They prayed together. That, that's what churches do churches should pray together yeah a church that doesn't pray together will never be successful and we have watered down prayer meeting until watch this oh it's just prayer meeting or prayer service. they oh watch this they, they just praying that they ain't doing nothing but praying. And that could be because sometimes when you in the in these prayer services, people's prayers are redundant, uh long, you know. Uh, but this church was successful because guess what? They love the word of God. Um, uh, miss, write write this down for me. Miss, can write this down for me if you the church was successful because they loved the Word of God, they fellowshipped, and they prayed. I'm going to preach at the Seminary Church Anniversary soon. I don't know where. And if you'll preach on here, don't, don't, don't preach my stuff. I just got that while I was talking. And if you're going to preach my stuff, send me some money for it. Don't do not do that. Don't steal my stuff on, uh, on Wednesday night. They prayed. A prayerless church is a dead church. I, I, don't care, I don't care how innovative you try to be. I don't care how 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 cutting edge your ministry tries to be. If the church ain't praying, the church ain't gonna thrive. We always talking about millennials and young adults and how to reach people, and nobody says, let's pray. We want to have think tanks and this and that and other. And nobody says, let's pray. Because here's the problem. We try to see how humans see the church and we never ask God how he sees his church. Well, I think we should do this and and young adults want this and seniors want this and, and, and kids want this. And nobody ever asked God, what you want? This is your church. What you want? Well, I believe this and I believe this and and this author said this and this book said this and this writer says this. And I believe, we. No, what did Jesus say? And you will never hear what he says if you are busy talking minus praying. So the church has to get back to loving the Word of God, to loving each other, and having a successful, strong, and devoted prayer time. Do I make sense? Yeah. They love each other, man. And guess what? When you keep reading, all who believe were together, and had things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to all who need. That's how strong they were. That's how tight they were. That's how that fellowship was locked in. They would sell what they had and give it to those who were in the the church community. If you need something, we got you. If we got to sell it, pawn it, we got you. Food, clothes, we got you. Because guess what, that's what church is. Church ain't just about how good Reverend can preach. How good the choir face team can sing. Is the church willing to serve the people who attend the church? And is the church willing to serve the community it's located in? It's hard to tell people in the hood where your church is, it's your season. And they're making minimum wage. That's for all you prosperity people who think the whole church is about money. Money cometh to me now. Foolishness. Foolishness. That's the social part of the church. Meet people where they are. Food. Clothes. Haircuts, how to how how to go on an interview, get a GED, drug rehab, AA, whatever the people need in the community. You talking about money coming, and it's your season and so a seat. i I believe the whole soul thing. I believe I believe in the whole seeds on thing. I believe that. But you can't be talking to this girl, talking about it's her season and she got three kids working at McDonald's. With no education. Meet her where she is. Help her get in a community college. Help her get a GED. Because guess what? Faith without works is dead. The church must serve the people who serve it. Write that down. That was good. The church must serve the people who serve it. The church just can't be getting from people, never give to people. The church has to bless the people who the church who serve the church. And the church has to bless the community in which it serves. Everything ain't about Sunday morning worship. And how good Reverend is, and how good the choir is, and how good worship is organized. It's all it goes beyond that. Dr. West, the church without walls. Homeless people. Battered women. Children who are neglected. Cause guess what you can sit there in your castle and act like life is 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 for you has been a crystal stair but for most people life ain't been no crystal stairs that's what langston you says most folk got real life issues marriage is busted health is bad child child stone crazy he don't want you. You don't like him. You hate your job. You ready to quit? You ready to retire? Real life issues. People going home with foreclosures and, and 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 eviction notices and 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 they got kids with no food, sleeping on 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 pallets and 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 no lights and no water, but coming to church smiling. We have to meet the needs of the people, or why do we exist? I'm done. God bless you when I, when I tell you this. I'm done. Verse 47 says, they love lost people. Praising God and having goodwill to all people. And day by day, the Lord added to that number, those who were being saved. Praising God and having goodwill of all people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number. Uh There is but one church, I think, in the world who has church every day. And uh, that is Christ Church in Oxford. Uh, Christ Church in Oxford, they have church 365 days a year. Tourists come through Oxford. Uh, When I went to Oxford uh, with Dr. Joel Gregory uh, to read for a week, uh I literally went to church every day. Well, uh, Christ Church, where the Wesley brothers uh were baptized and got ordained, John Wesley, Charles, all those guys. See, those folks have church every day. We don't have church every day. But it was the biggest thing. The church must love the lost. And churches suffer right now because churches are now country clubs and communities. And this is our church. We don't want them people in our church. We've been here. They knew. And we're so guilty of members transferring their membership until we no longer get excited about the baptismal pool being full of water with new converts. Remember that day when, when Reverend would crank up, take me to the water on the profession of your faith. I baptize you. And then usually somebody would get happy. That was somebody's child, grandchild, spouse who was in the world, got saved, and Reverend would crank that voice up, I baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Ghost. And take him down, bring him up, church go crazy. You know why? Because people actually Got excited when new souls came to Christ because angels do. Luke 15, I think it is. But now we make unsaved people feel unwelcome. You know why? They don't look like us and dress like us and smell like us and they don't live where we live and talk how we talk. We make them feel bad because. Their pants are sagging and her dress is short. And, you know, she got tattoos and, you know, her midriff is out a little bit and her butt showing and her cleavage is showing. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Put his pants up. Let me help you with something. Hear me well. Mike. check one, two. Everybody ain't been to Sunday school, BTU and BBS like you been. How do you expect untrained people to operate in an environment that they are clueless about? It is your job, ma'am, sir, as a Christian to teach them, to mentor them, to lead them, and to guide them until they mature, not to judge them and make them feel less than what they already are. That's why folk hate coming to your church. Damn his pants, what about his soul? You more worried about her dress being short, but your heart is black. And I said what I said, and I ain't apologizing for it. this is my broadcast. I ain't a, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a Lions Unity that says WAJ back there. I'm in my house. We got this thing twisted, and folk going to hell because you're talking about tattoos and sagging pants. You don't. You don't. You don't catch fish and then fry it you catch fish and clean it and wash it. Then you fry it. And here's the problem. We gonna miss souls on top of souls because you trying to focus on the physical and God says, man, mm-mm. <clears throat> no, that." Her dress might be short, but her heart is pure. Her pants, his pants might be a little little sagging, but his heart is pure. And you can teach people out of bad habits once they're converted. David said, man, y'all, y'all's too busy looking at the outward appearance. And God is looking at the heart. We got to do better. And this is not because we want major numbers to brag about about how many folk we got in our pews or who watch us virtually. If I can help somebody as I pass along. If I can cheer somebody with a word or song, then my living shall not be in vain. What a waste for us to have church every Sunday and nobody ever gets saved. What a waste for us to brag about the building being paid off and how much money we got in the bank and nobody ever gets saved. It's sad to brag about carpets and pews and chairs and uniforms, but you ain't helped nobody. Nobody got saved, but what you did do, you ran a whole bunch of folk off. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be unto God.